eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone, as he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, Now, up to to bat, Brett Boone. Hey, welcome everybody once again. Turning to with Booney, I'm the executive producer of the Brett Boone Podcast, Rich Herrera, along with the star that normally handles the anchoring duty on most days of the podcast. But this week, on Fridays, I get to take over and put Booney on the hot spot. Brett Boone, how are you? Hi, Rich. I'm doing well. Uh, you're over in, you're over in two, how hot is it right now? Where you're at. I, I live in Tucson, Arizona, and I think the high today is going to be 112. Because being a San Diego resident, it, it's been nice here. I can't complain. But when we get up to 84, you know how we get in San Diego, Southern yeah. Cal. It gets a little hot. Now I'm thinking when it's 84, I know in Arizona it's on fire. Anyway. I, I went swimming. I was just in Denver um, this week. And I went and saw the Rockies and the uh, – Rockies and the Astros, but the night before I left, I'm like, it's so hot. I got to jump in the pool. Eight is 1030 a night and the pool is 92 degrees. Yes, that is, so. that is uh, Arizona. I know people that live and reside in the Arizona uh, area. The, the answer is always, you get used to it. You get used to it. And for the people that don't live there, we never get used to it. No, so, but we get used to it here. Um, So let's talk about what's going on with Brett Boone. Cause we haven't caught up in about a week. Uh, we saw each other in Seattle, and then we haven't seen each other this week. So what's going on with Brett Boone? What's new and exciting in Brett Boone's life? I saw a tweet of Brett Boone with a little name tag on his shirt going somewhere. We had a little jury duty last week, Rich. It was uh, it was interesting. It, it's the third time I've done jury duty, probably in the last 10 years. Okay. Uh, never got to a trial. So I'm, I'm in there with the, with the 48 again. 48, there's 12 spots, three alternates. Uh, line of questioning, we went all day. Didn't okay, wait, wait, let me back up for a second. I was set this up properly. Most people, when they get a jury summons, first thing they say is, how do I get out of this? And I'd oh. always be afraid, if I was on trial, do I trust the 12 people that weren't smart enough to get out of jury duty? 
So what was your attitude when you went in? Well, I know the system now in California, and I know if I get out of it, which I can, anybody can get out of it. You call and you say, I've got this, I've got that. That doesn't stop the machine. They're going to send you another summons probably in a couple weeks, and <laughs> they're just going to keep coming. So I thought, you know, I'm going to do, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go down there. I'm not going to make an excuse because I believe me, if I had an excuse uh, in that particular time, I just got back from the all-star game. That particular time, if I had an excuse, I would use it if it was legit, but I really didn't have one. You know, I could, we could move a few shows around. It wasn't that big of a deal. I get in there and I said, if I'm going to get released from this jury duty, I'm going to do it the right way, <laughs> right way. Damn it. And, uh, so all did day. you want it? Were you willing to serve in the duty? Were you of course? Jury duty? I, I Were you willing to, to do your civic duty? Yes, I'd rather get dismissed. But that being said, if I was called upon and naturally I was on the jury, I was going to do the best job I could. So, got into the got into the jury, uh, talked to the judge for all day. And we figured at this point, uh -huh. you know, some people were going to get dismissed. But no, right. she said, come back 930 tomorrow. And uh, but I've been on jury. Wait a sec, but I've been on jury duty before. You you sit in the box, right? Were you in the right. box? Yeah, sit in the box. You get the asked box. questions, right? They 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 line you up one through twelve, and then you have to introduce yourself well, and say, you know, who I am and what I do for a living. So let's get right. to. Can we play out? Can I be the judge? All right, uh, sir, uh, juror number two, tell us your name, state what you do for a living. Well, I was juror number twenty, but uh, okay, juror number do. twenty. Uh, yeah, my name is Brett Boone, and I am a Odyssey Insider. MLB insider. No, you did not say that. Yes, what did you say? Judge, that's what I said. I you thought said about what? it a lot. I, I didn't know if I was going to go the retired route. Am I retired? And then uh, they just kind of proceeded to ask me, no, you're a baseball player. And I said, no, I was a baseball player. You said, player. I'm, I'm Brett Boone podcaster? I, I, I said, Odyssey insider, podcaster, MLB insider. And the judge said, Brett Boone, you're a baseball player. And I said, no, I was a baseball player. Now I'm kind of a uh, semi-pro softball player. This was coming off the Seattle <laughs> Celebrity Softball game. Everybody laughed. And then, uh, you know, there were some baseball fans in the room. So it was weird. She started talking to me about what, what advice I have for parents and kids at the youth level. And that opened up a can of worms. I said, you recruit parents, not kids. Let the kids be kids. I went into that whole thing. And everybody, it, it was like, it was cool because the judge was, it's serious business. Uh, the defendant was in the room. But I think the judge, instead of putting this tension in the room, how serious everything is, she had a little bit of a personality and she wanted to kind of lighten the mood in a serious time. So the judge was great. And we just all had a, kind of time to get away from this serious questions and she was talking about youth baseball and I was kind of filling them in on what I thought about it. It was cool. It was a light moment. So I went on for a few minutes and then, you know, passed it to juror 21 and now we're on to the next one. So it was a whole process. The next day I get called back in and eventually it came to the point where she said, uh, Mr. Boone, uh, you, we've decided that this case isn't for you. And I said, your honor, that sounds great. I'm out of here. And, uh, I left, but I, I did my duty. Uh, they can't get me for another three years. So, Are you I'm, glad you did it, though? I'm glad I did it. I'm sure three years to the day, I will get another summons in the mail saying you have jury duty. But three years, I'm clear. I did my duty. My son actually has jury duty on the 27th. And he said, Dad, I'm not going to that. I said, yes, you are. You're going to go and you're going to sit. You're going to go through the process. You probably won't get picked. I said, but you're going to do it. And then they 
they won't bug you for three years, but you go through the process. It's not that we, we do need, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm this holier than thou. Oh, I do my civic duty. But that being said, you do need people to sit on a jury as long as they, you know, and if you postpone it, which a lot of kids do, my, my son has a perfect example. You know, I'm, I'm a student. I've got summer classes, this, that. Okay. That's great. But then they're going to come back in three months and say, okay, jury duty again. Then you're going to have to come up with an excuse. So it, it's ongoing. I, I I think the better way is just to hit it head on, get it done, get through it. And there's a good chance they're going to put 50 people in the box. They only need 12, three right. alternates. Good chance you're going to get dismissed anyway. But you go you go down, you do your duty, you lose money for two days, and then you go home. Because they don't pay anything. No. They pay like 17 bucks a day. It costs me 30 to park. And I haven't, park. Even, I haven't even had some coffee yet. No, so no, I it, did that because I was I got jury duty in San Diego, uh, Rich, same place. It's not a moneymaker, right? It's um, definitely but, not a moneymaker. But it is nice though. Like I wanted to be on the jury, so I got called once for jury duty. It was during <clears> the baseball <throat> season, so I said I couldn't do it. I got called during the off season, and uh, I got dismissed because my dad was a cop. And then the last time in San Diego, I got dismissed uh, because my son's a. Uh, uh, studying to be a, a naval officer, and it was a Navy guy who got into a fight, and they said, "No, he can't be, he can't be uh, non-biased." So I got kicked off of that one. But it is interesting when you hear people talk about it, uh, whether they want to do it and do the right thing or not, and then you get the judges that implore you that you know this is part of uh, the process of being in this country is we need you to do your civic duty. Right, and like I said, I'm not holier than thou. Oh, I do the right thing, but I, I think it. At the end of the day, it is kind of the right thing. You need jurors. Everybody has to, you know, take their turn in the barrel. And I did, and I'm free for three years. There you go. Uh, how many people recognize you? It's not like you and I are walking around in Seattle where we can't walk down the street two steps without somebody recognizing you. No, it's different. San Diego, it's laid back. Uh, you know, and you find that when you when you get away from being a Major League Baseball player for a while. You know, the farther the farther out you get, my dad told me this, the farther out you get, the less less people recognize you. So, you know, in Seattle, that's one thing. You know, that's I played a lot of years there and a lot of big moments for me in Seattle. So, yeah, I'm pretty recognized when I go to Seattle. San Diego, I just kind of blend in. Once in a while, uh, a baseball fan will come up and, and recognize me and just shake your, you know, just want a handshake. And I find that farther you get away from the game, you appreciate that type of stuff. Whereas right. maybe, maybe in your heyday, you know, everybody was wanted a PC in, and it was kind of a, kind of a hassle. As you get older, it's like no, you know, I, I look at it this way. Thanks for for recognizing my career, and I'm glad I maybe for a brief moment I gave you some joy in your life watching me play. So I think I, I look at it from. Uh, it's very, it's a flattering thing. So yeah, once in a while, if I go out all day, maybe one or two people come up to me and talk baseball and, and usually that's all they want to do. They want to say hi, they want to shake your hand. So no, it's not like I'm avoiding the paparazzi in San Diego. So once the judge said that though, then a lot of people put it together and then, you know, now you got half the jury wants to talk about youth sports and, and, and what their kids should, <laughs> what position their kids should play. So it's all good. Brett Boone, professional podcaster slash semi-pro softball player with a belt by the way where's the belt belt is uh well, haven't we 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 haven't we said enough about the belt <laughs> folks if you're watching on video he's got the belt right next to him however we do have the belt so yeah. this might be the last chance you get to see it but uh 
That's outstanding. Pretty cool. Pretty shiny. Pretty heavy. Oh, like by the way, what did your family say about the belt when you got it home? They don't. Nobody cares. Nobody cared. Nobody cares. The kid. And the, my the mom. At, my my cool. mom. My mom asked me about it. Uh, just probably because I don't know. There was a there was a lull in the conversation. Well, she and listens I, to the podcast, and she heard me make yeah, a big deal Yeah, she saw about the it. belt. But to mom, it's, it's no big deal. I would wear that around anywhere I went. I would play golf in that belt if I were you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would do. Um, speaking of the Boone family and your dad, uh, kind of cool. I saw on social media a couple cool posts. Um, Uncle Aaron, as we call him here on the Boone podcast, and his New York Yankees were in Southern California to take on Phil Nevin's Anaheim Angels, and you went up there. Your dad went up there, uh, and Matthew went up there uh, one day, and I saw the pictures of your dad and your and your two brothers, and then you went up there this week as well to go see Uncle Aaron and Phil Nevin. Yeah, it was nice. I, I kind of owed Phil a visit. I hadn't seen Phil in a while. and and Because I've heard and, from people that, you know, Phil's like, hey, where's Booney? I haven't heard from him through the grapevine. Yeah, I, I, I kind of owed Phil a visit, and uh, Aaron's coming to town. I don't get to see Aaron in person too often, so I went down yesterday, went down early. Uh, you know, Dad was there. It's good. It's it's kind of cool having Dad in the room and talking. Just talking. It's, I, I think it's good for Aaron, too. Because the Yankees right now are having a tough time. A lot of injuries. A lot you know, of injuries. And he, he's kind of has his hands tied on on what he can do. It's like, and, and I've tried to tell him, and it, easier said than done when I'm sitting here from the outside looking in, but it is my little brother. And, and of course, I pay attention to how his, his uh, trek is going, his 2023. And I know they've been riddled with injuries, you know, a lot of injuries. That really just don't add. It, it's tough. When you got your your horses and your horses are down, it doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter what you have on your chest, New York Yankee or not. It's like you got what you got, and there's only so much you can do. And I tried to, I tried to give him a little older brother advice, and I said, Aaron, at the end of the day, there's nothing you can do about it. You put you put your players in the best uh, light or, or place they can to succeed. And once the game starts, it's kind of it's up to them, and they it's not up to you. Yeah, but in New York, I understand that too. It's a tough, it's a tough racket. I mean, that's every day they're on you. If you don't win, they want your head. And if you know, there there were five or six games over five hundred, and they're, I mean, they're talking about the Yankees like they're they're the Oakland A's, right? You know, it's a tough animal. But you know what you're getting when you sign up. Yeah. And, and you want to be the, and I said this there in the beginning, you want to be the manager of the New York Yankees. That's a hot seat, but it's a pretty awesome seat. And I, I think he's done a hell of a job, but yeah, it was nice getting up there, getting to sit with Aaron for a little bit. He's running around doing his press stuff that he's got to do the zoom meetings and, and pregame press conference. And went out on the bench, ca caught up with a few guys, David Cohn. Uh, I got to see, I hadn't seen in a while. And that was nice. We're going to have him on the show. Oh, nice. Uh, Caught up with Michael Kay, who's been on the show and had a long discussion with him. Great that was guy. great. And that's why I go up, you know, to see guys that I don't get to see all the time. Guys from my past, teammates. Uh, Chuck Finley was up there. He's been on right. the podcast. And, you know, he's an Angel alumni, kind of an ambassador for the Angels now. So it was, it's great seeing him. So that's why we do these things. And, and we go up there. I got to go right across. You know, Aaron just got beat two in a row by, by Nevin's. 
Angels. Angels, and then I go right across the the concierge to the other side, and I sit in Nevin's locker, and he's got a smile on his face, <laughs> looking looking at a sweep with the Yankees. What he end up getting? So, uh, you know, feels like another little brother to me. Uh, you know, I've got Aaron, I've got Matthew, and then there's Phil, who kind of right. grew up. You know, we went to school together, and he was two years my my uh, my junior. So he's and right it, between you and you and Aaron. Right. And it's kind of, he's kind of been like my third, my second little brother, Aaron, Matthew and Phil. So right. it's good to catch up with him and he seems to be doing well. Uh, so yeah. And then I went up to my other little brother, Matthew Boone and sat in his suite that he had for the, for the game and caught up with him and his wife, Krista. And uh, you know, my wife, Krista came with me. So uh, it was a great day. We'll watch oh, about I five. I didn't know that the Boone boys have wives with the same names. Same name. Yeah. Wow. Krista Boone and Krista Boone. So <laughs> we had. I hope they uh, don't get their jury summons mixed up. That's right. Um, and uh, I had to, I headed home in about the fifth inning. The Angels were giving were beating them down pretty good. I, I headed home in the fifth inning. It was a good day, well spent. What's it like though for you, your dad, <laughs> and uh, Aaron, just kind of sitting there in his office, just the three of you? Uh yeah, it's kind of busting chops. Given the given the other one a hard time, and then it'll ping pong back to you. What I see, what I really like at this stage of my life is, uh, and Dad being seventy five years old, Aaron in it in in this great position he's in. I, I just like to watch them interact. I love seeing my dad light up when my dad's around the ballpark, and and he reminds me a lot of my grandpa at the same age. It's just, it's in him. It's what he's done his whole life, you know. And I look at my dad and I'm thinking, this guy's, this guy's been grinded since 1969, you know, all when he got drafted and first year in the big leagues in 72. And then a long 19 years in the big leagues. Then he went and managed and, and uh, was in the front office as a GM and then vice president. And, And he's done that pretty much from age 21 to present. And he's just recently retired and, uh, the stories and and just to see the look on his face and and to light up to get, you know, he's with his, both his sons. He gets to watch Aaron and and how proud he is of Aaron and what he's, he's, he's just so proud of his family, but it's really cool to just sit back and watch those two talk and, you know, it still give each other a hard time. Then I'll jump in the middle and I look to Aaron because, you know, they're, they're having a rough time right now. I look at Aaron. I said, do you have any questions for me? (laughs) <laughs> can I help? And he just kind of looked at me and gave me that shut up, Brad. So, no, I, I love getting to see him and uh, wish him the best. I got to get healthy. You know, you got to get right. Aaron Judge back in there. But uh, Phil seems to be doing well and they're in a battle. You know, I think they're four and a half out of the wild card now. So it'll be interesting to watch. I always got a special eye on on those two teams, along with the Mariners, along with the Padres here and, and uh, the various teams that shows we do around the country but uh you know i always have a special eye out for for those two and and manage how weird was yankees it? And, and angels how weird was it when phil and you call him duck was the third base coach for aaron so you got to see your two little brothers both wearing pinstripes right right then now you see your two little brothers managing against each other mm-hmm. that's gotta be surreal I mean, these well, two guys just follow you around. Not really, not really. I mean, no? Phil's Phil's been, you know, garnering the, a position, a major league uh, managing position for a lot of years, and 
and I think he should have been in the big leagues managing years ago. You know, it's not like it just happened overnight. Phil's been, he's been, you know, I use the term grinding, but he's been grinding for about 12 years now to right. get into this position. He's, uh, he's one of my most knowledgeable friends. He loves the game. He's passionate about it. Uh, he loves his players as does Aaron. They, as you can see in their personalities, they really back their guys and, and I just think he's a great baseball man. And I think it, it's been a long time coming for him to finally get a, uh, the top job. And he got that with the Angels. I think if you look at his ball club and, and the, the personnel they have, the situation they're in, Mike Trout being out now, uh, I, I think he's done a great job thus far. You know, you've got to. So much is put in our society on these managers and, oh, just because you're this, you should be. No, it. You, you got to understand, you got to have the horses. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Bruce Bochy, Joe Torrey, uh, Aaron Boone or Phil Nevin wrapped up into one with all the knowledge in the world. If you don't have the horses, you are not going to be successful. That's just bottom line. But talk radio, Twitter, they don't think like that. They think you lose. We hate you. You win. We love you. So that's and, and that's what that, and that's what sports is. And that's what makes the world go round. If we didn't have talk shows and and things where we could debate and yell and be passionate about our sports, well, sports wouldn't be what sports is. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We have not paid enough attention on turning to with Boonies with uh, what Boone's been watching because we had so much that we had to get to from Seattle. Bunch of new stuff. Bunch of new stuff out there. What is Booney watching? Well, I finished up. I don't know if I mentioned this on the on the on the program, but I finished up with the old man. I believe it's on Hulu. Uh, Jeff Bridges, absolutely phenomenal, and you'll be. What's the premise of that show, by the way? You tried to explain it to me, and I cut you off last week. It's the story of an old man that was deep rooted into the government, uh, and years ago, well, I can't give it away. Years ago, something happened. Now they're interested in finding him. He was doesn't he want like, to. Was he a spy? Was he part of the government apparatus? Uh, yeah, and they help him get out of, of the government. Okay. And they helped him get out of this said country. And now they're going, wait a minute. Something happened when he was there. I, I'll, I'll ruin the premise, okay. but you'll be amazed. So it's lots of intrigue. Right. The name of it is the old man. You'll be amazed in the end who the old man is. Okay. That's the only teaser I'll give you. Really good. Uh, Jack Ryan, season four. I'm a huge Jack Ryan fan. Wasn't a fan of, of him in, in the office. Oh, you and didn't I'm like him as Jim? No, but I, I said, Jim's going to be this stud FBI guy. I'll tell you what, he is. He he plays the role, and he pulls it off. I think he's great. I've watched three seasons of Jack Ryan. Love it. Season four, I was looking forward to it. Got to admit, not my favorite season. Now, really? I'm on episode early, three. Or four. Yeah, I'm on episode three or four. It's getting a little bit better, but I remember in past seasons of Jack Ryan, like, oh, we got to watch tonight. We got to watch Jack Ryan tonight. And now I'm kind of, hey, you, you know, Krista says you want to watch the show, and I say, ah, eh, fine, if you want to. So, 
the old man, it was, you know, once I get on a show, Rich, I, I'm. No, I'm you follow feverish. all the way through. and then Right. So the old man, I was like, oh, we got to watch the old man night. We got to watch it. With Jack Ryan, I'm like, yeah, I'll get to it when I get to it. So I'm not. Season four is not my favorite season. Nevertheless, quality. Does it have a chance to have. It's a, on. It's on Amazon. Right. Um, What Rigney, my son Rigney told me one the other day. Extraction. Have you seen Never that? Never heard of it. Never heard of it. All right. Check it out. One, one at a time. Good. One at a time, except for the ones that come up for the next season that I've watched in the past. Uh, White Lotus example. If they're right. going to have a third season, I'm always looking for that. So if I'm watching one and White Lotus comes in, now I'm watching two. But when I don't have any any new seasons of a past show I've watched, I concentrate on one at a time. So right now I'll get through Jack Ryan. Then I'll go out and I'll find another one. Um, You said you didn't like Jim in the office. Did you like the office? I really didn't. Okay. I'm, I'm one of the few. I've got an office shirt. I go to the gym. People look at my office shirt. I don't even know what it says. They go, oh, yeah, I love the office, too. And I go, I don't, but I got this shirt given to me. But I do like Jack Ryan. But you never worked in an office, so I don't know if you get no. half, the, half the humor. Right. Well, come on. I'm pretty sharp. I get I get the humor about anything. But. No, I'm did just you not see a big fan. Did you see 13 Hours? No. See, you need to see 13 Hours because Jim Halpern, Jonathan uh, Krasnicki, was in 13 Hours, the Benghazi story. And you right. for, you watch him and, like, I, I said the same thing. Like, dude, I don't want to see Jim. I'll tell you, I'll tell you this, though. You know what? Maybe if I go back and rewatch The Office with an open mind, maybe I would enjoy it. So I don't want to sit here and hate on The Office. Obviously, it's a hugely popular show. Right. Evidenced by my people coming up to me when I have my office shirt on <laughs> and I forget I'm gym. even I forget I'm even wearing it. And they'll stare at me and I'll be oh. like, hey, that shirt's great. And I'll look at it. And like, oh, yeah. Office shirt. OK. Another office fan. So I know there's a ton of fans out there. By the way, I'm kind of sick of the comments that I've been getting after Seattle. About you. What is that? Somebody told me. That Brett Boone looks like he rolls out of bed and his hair is already perfect. Well, I'm a hair guy. I just I said don't I'm, I can't tell him that because his head well, will get bigger than mine and I wear a well cap. it's really not that big of a compliment. They're talking about how you comb your hair now. No, they, they said no. They, they said, said you look. Oh, perfect. if you looked that good, just rolling that. No, you know me, Rich. I'm vain. I I I uh, I, I primp for pair to go out to the I know, public I, I get that. I am trying to I'm trying to keep as much as I can at 54 years old but I'm a hair guy I'm a hair freak like a lot of my buddies and I respect this a lot about friends of mine where they don't they get up and they look good and they don't really worry about stuff that's like, they what don't they're care. trying to say about you they don't care about their hair where I'm behind the scenes like man if you know I talk to you about it I talk to your wife Liz about it all the time and she's always I'm like oh Liz I don't know I think I have a bigger lead up to a haircut than any grown man I know and it's kind of embarrassing now I'll let it out here because really at this point in my life I really don't care <laughs> but I'll tell you I'm going to get a haircut it's like a it's like leading up it's a week like what am i going to yes. get a cut i i can't tell you how many times i call i make a reservation for a haircut let's say tuesday at two and my girl who who cuts it every time it's a super cuts girl she's got me you, down at two and i'll, I'll catch wait, myself wait, hold, in the, hold, hold on hold on what where do you go get your haircut super cuts how much do you pay 
uh, whatever the going rate is. Twenty seven. If you get a shampoo, I think it's thirty one, something like that. I got Wait a coupon. A you I always buy. A, you just go to a regular store. Yes, like you don't need any, You don't need anything. Things? You don't need anything better than that. But let me get back to my story. This is good. Tuesday, and anyone that's around me, my wife, uh, my mother, you ask Aaron, Matthew, you ask them this question. My dad, he doesn't even deal with it. Because my dad is a guy that, you know, I, I look at him and he just pops his pops. And he's yeah. classically handsome. And he's just, he doesn't really care. No. He gets up in the morning, combs his hair. He looks good. I'll yeah. say, Dad, come on, tuck in your shirt. and look at me like, shut up. I re- there's a part of me that really envies that. Like, yeah, he just really doesn't. Gi- he doesn't give home. a crap. Right. Guys go get haircuts. They're like, oh, I just got to get a haircut. How to come out? Oh, it's fine. I Whereas I'm to- like, wait a minute. All right, I got a haircut Tuesday at two. It's Sunday night, and I'm getting ready to go somewhere. And I'm going. My hair kind of looks okay. I, I don't want to risk getting a cut. So I've come to the conclusion when I just can't put up with it anymore, I look in the mirror and I just can't comb it right. It, now it's time for a haircut and I won't be, I won't be distraught over the results. I find that longer hair is easier to maintain. You can't, you can't go wrong with longer hair because if they don't give you a good cut, you just trim it a little more and it's a good cut. Short hair, it's complex. You've got to have a good cut and then you've got to repeat the good cut every three weeks to get that. And, and it seems like just give me the same cut you got three weeks ago. The best barbers I've ever seen in the world, they cannot replicate that cut three weeks ago. But just your girl a, it's super, impossible. Your girl at Supercuts can't. She does as she's the she does as good a job as she can every time. I never come out of her chair going, wow, that looks like a great haircut. But I never get out of the chair saying that's a bad haircut either. So I'm I'm gonna take my win and move on. Okay. So Riggs came home. My son came home three weeks ago for Fourth mm-hmm. of July. And we went to go get haircuts, and he left it long on top. I said, "Dude, you got to cut short." He goes, "No, it looks good right now." I said, "Yeah, but you got to cut your hair maybe a little bit shorter right now, so it looks good in two weeks." It's all Booty, in the eyes. Booty's every it, three weeks, and everything has to be perfect. In the eyes of the beholder, it always is. Everybody's always got advice for you when it comes to the hair. Oh, it looks fine. It'll it'll grow out. Now there's a it, you needed to grow out at the right time in the right it, it's a whole thing. That's why I said I'm a little a little weird about hair. And and I like to come off as that guy that really doesn't care. Hey, I'm here. But really, there's a lot that goes into it. <laughs> I can't believe that you go to Supercuts. I, I thought do. you would go to some fancy place in San no, Diego. No. Uh, I'm not fancy, Rich. I as thought you'd go I'm... to some fancy salon in San Diego where they put a they put a cape over you and nope. people are rubbing your feet and giving you a massage while you're getting nope. a haircut. There's certain things in life I I, I like and I I, re, I refuse to not live without. But there are certain things that I'm pretty simple. And I'm, I really, I'm surprised. It really doesn't bother me. As long as I've known you, I'm surprised. Would you get your haircut in the clubhouse by the barbers? Yeah, I used to. Okay. I used to, yeah, in, in Seattle, I used to have uh, the girl that cut my hair. She'd come in every three weeks. We had a barber chair and everything. Wow. I, see, I go to a barber. What do I spend? It probably shows. Probably I, 17 I, bucks now. Yeah, 17 bucks. Yeah, yeah, 17 bucks. I tip them 10 well, bucks because I really like yeah. them. Super cuts, 27. It's 29. hard. As a man, it's hard to find a good barber when you, you know, because you can't, I can't walk up. Hey, Booney, I really like your hair. Where do you go? You, you, you can. can't do that. You, yeah, you can if you really don't. 
if you really see I'm those are the things i really don't care about like i i like having the good persona like oh he just doesn't care but i do and if i see a good cut on a buddy of mine where'd you get that haircut i want mine exactly like that oh i went over here and I'll, i would try it out sure so is that boone approved asking your buddies Hey, I like that shirt. I like. So the other thing. Yes, a lot, without a doubt. Without so the a doubt. other thing I've been hearing a lot is, darn, Booney looks like he's in playing shape. Booney must be working out. Booney looks great. I'm like, okay, please stop. No, look at him. He's got a nice tailored shirt. Pants look great. Booney looks put. Booney looks awesome. All I've heard for two weeks since we got back from Seattle all is how good you look. All part of the program. It's not. It's all premeditated. You it's always, part of the eating boiled right. chicken and vegetables. And lighting's everything. That's what Richie Saxon, good buddy <laughs> of mine, told me. Booney, lighting's everything. And now here's a guy that really I look to as he does not care. But we we're taking pictures one time. He goes, you know, lighting's everything. So I use it all the That's time. Funny. And every time people are taking pictures, I go, you know, lighting's everything. Well, and the, and the people that are real photographers, they go, you're right. It is everything. <laughs> you, know, you know what Ric Flair says, don't you? What? You know, the nature boy? Ric Flair says tan fat looks better than pale fat it's a good call and he did it call. for a living he did it for a living all right finally uh boone approved you ready you don't know this I, I haven't given you any hints on this or anything you ready right boone approved wearing so we saw this in seattle and i saw this in denver saw a lot of people rolling into the rockies game wearing a jersey from the denver broncos or wearing a jersey from the um uh the nuggets since they won the nba championship mm -hmm. Or uh, walking in wearing uh, uh, different cities' gear. Boone approved. Going to a baseball game and repping your city and not your team. In other words, is it cool for a Mariners fan to go wear to a, a Mariners Seahawks. game, root for the Mariners, and wear a Seahawk jersey? Absolutely. Fans are fans. They, they're what make the game. And definitely approved. Yes. Without, how about without a doubt. And, how about mixing and matching? Can I wear a Seahawks jersey and a Mariners cap? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. I'm a big proponent of the fan and how important they are. They're what makes our game go round. And I'd appreciate it if you come to a Seattle game that you wear a Seahawk. You know, don't come to a Seattle game and wear a Charger jersey. Right. And the thing is, if you do, so what? You're a Charger fan. You're still a fan that's and, here and to a see us. You're still here to watch us play. So I'm happy. <laughs> but I love, I love that you're repping the Seahawks, or you're wearing a Mariner jersey at the Seahawks game. I think that's cool. Yes. Should you be a fan of your town, or can you mix and match? Meaning, you guys grew up in Jersey, well, which is part of Philly. Oh, so, Philly's Philly's an animal. It's you're automatically when you when you live there, or born there, or raised there, you're an automatic Philly Flyers, Eagles, Sixer fan. Automatic across the board. Whereas other cities, it's not always like that. You know, in, in San Diego, when the Chargers were here, ah, there weren't that. You might be a Padre fan, but not a Charger fan and vice versa. Uh, you go to the you, you go to Chicago. If you're a Cubs fan, doesn't necessarily mean you're a Bears fan or vice versa. In Philly, you're a fan of all four. It's kind of on your birth certificate. That's just the way it is. So different cities, <laughs> different fan rules. I like it. All right. That's going to do it for the podcast couple things to remind everybody. Please, please, please listen. The podcast has just taken off. And, and we want to thank Mike and everybody at Odyssey for making this incredible uh, jump since we've come over to the Odyssey platform. So a couple things. Please remember, 
to download the Odyssey app, or if you find us on Apple or anywhere else you find us, make sure you leave a rating. Make sure you leave a review because that's what helps the podcast and gets in the algorithm so other people can discover the podcast. Share it with your friends. Uh, it really, really helps us grow this podcast because now, Boney, I will tell everybody, um, as executive producer of this thing, uh, now we're getting people that are actually being offended that we haven't had them on the podcast. And we're getting guys actually calling going, hey, can, can I come on the show? Wait in line. I'll let you know. <laughs> Sean I'll McDonough, you know. we're getting you to come on the podcast. Sean, I want Sean. I want, I want, uh, I want Petros and money on the podcast from LA. All right. Uh, so we're going to, we're going to, we're going to start adding more people onto the podcast as well. So, uh, we thought we'd throw that out for you, but please again, um, download, share review, and, uh, tell all your friends about the podcast. We'd appreciate it. By the way, we have something exciting coming up post all-star game. We'll probably just, just a tease. We'll tell you about it next week. Um, something kind of cool with Brett. That's called a tease, Brett. I'm just telling them to get ready because we'll make some big announcements coming up here pretty soon. Well, you got to tell me when that big announcement is, so so then I know. Well, as the executive is. producer, I'll give you the cue card and, and then we'll read it. All right, all right, that's <laughs> it, and that's it for the podcast. Thank you guys very much. Uh, coming up next week, who do we have? Uh, we got Edgar Martinez, and we've got Alex Rodriguez. A Rod's coming in in house, so uh, it'll be a good week. And then obviously like we do each and every week, we'll finish up with a turning two with Booney. But I'm excited. Edgar and and Alex, uh, teammates, Edgar kind of Alex's mentor as a young player. Uh, but Alex, it, it, I haven't seen Alex. I saw him at the All-Star game, and we, we shook hands, didn't get to talk much. Um, interesting. What a life he's led. One right. of the greatest players in the history of the game, not always recognized that way. I played against him. Uh, different animal, different level. Of, uh, and he doesn't do a wise. lot of podcasts. He doesn't do a lot of these. No, so I'm I'm looking special. forward to it. I'm excited about shooting it with Alex, but uh, uh, equally so, catching up with my buddy Edgar, one of my favorite of all time. Uh, always fun to talk to the original Poppy, not Big Poppy, the original Poppy, Edgar Martinez. Folks, see, if you've been with us for the three years we've done the podcast or you've joined us over the last three years, those are the kind of guests that we have coming up on the show and Brett kind of buries lead. Oh, yeah. Um, Hall of Famer uh, Poppy is coming on and, and A-Rod. That's the kind of stuff we give you every week. So we thank everybody for joining us here on the podcast. Appreciate it. We will catch up with you next week. For Brett Boone, I'm the executive producer, Rich Herrera. We'll talk to you next time right here at Turning to the Boone. See you. See you, everybody.